Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Merry Christmas. I heard a kid's voice. Now I bet you, if you have kids or grandkids, I bet you, this time tomorrow, there will not be an unwrapped gift under the tree. Because kids, they know what to do when they get a gift, don't they? Nope, those gifts will be opened and they'll be received. Some will be more cherished than others, but those presents will be opened. Because what do you do with a gift? Open it. That's it. Hopefully. Because you either receive it or reject it. Watch this. Not often do we reject a gift. If someone's coming toward me and they have something in their hand that I can tell might be a gift, I'm usually like, hey, what have you got there? (laughs) Sometimes I beat myself up. I know it's better to give than to receive, but man, I like to receive (laughs) But when it comes to the gift of God's one and only Son, there's another word that starts with the letter R that Jesus can be associated with. Reluctance. Many people aren't too sure. Two types of reluctance I want to talk about tonight. First, people are reluctant to receive Jesus at all. They might think, I'm not good enough. Sometimes you might invite somebody from to, to, to church and they'll say, oh, if I walk in there, the ceiling's going to fall in. Well, if that were the case... Soon we've fallen in on all of us. <laughs> that excuse really doesn't work. No one is good enough. Maybe people are reluctant and they say, Oh, I'm just a rotten person. 
There's things that I've done or thought or said that I just can't be forgiven of or shouldn't be forgiven of. Welcome to the club, huh? (laughs) We've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Some people think, I've seen people who call themselves Christian. The way they acted, the things they said, and how they treated me, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I learned a new word this summer. Shooty bedarnit. (laughs) What was that excuse again? There's people I know who say they're Christian, but the things they've said, the things they've done, the way they've treated me, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Well, shooty, but darn it. We have all been there, haven't we? And it's so easy to put our focus on other people and want to associate that with our relationship with God rather than focus on Him. That's the main focus. Some people think, I don't know, I'm not sure about this, Jesus. If I receive Jesus, I'm going to have to change. Don't worry about that. You won't have to change. He'll change you. And I've never once known of a person who, after they've been changed by Jesus, turned out worse. It's just not how God works. I've known people who said they believed in Jesus, but then started drifting away and then really got far from him and they started doing things that weren't God-like because they weren't close to him anymore. But when he changes us and we stay under the wing of his love, it's a change we never regret. You see, that's why we call it the good news, the gospel, good tidings, and great joy, just as the angels pronounced to the shepherds in the field. You see, none of us measure up. None of us is or will ever be good enough. We all need a Savior. And out of His love for you, For everyone in the world, God sent his one and only son to save us. He didn't have to do it. That's why John 3.16, Jesus said, for God so loved the world, he gave. When someone gives you something, they don't have to do that. It's done out of love. And in all of our case. Cases, grace, an undeserved gift. So there's really no excuse to not receive him and enter into a relationship with him by faith. So, 
If you're in the sound of my voice of this sanctuary, you're online. Don't let your reluctancy result in rejection. Receive him and the life and all he has for you. That kind of leads us to the next reluctancy. People want Jesus. Give me that eternal life, baby. I've got it. Check that off the box. I'm going to go live like hell. Sorry, kids. Two words for that. Cheap grace. God didn't buy us with cheap grace. He has so much more for you and for me instead of just fire insurance. After receiving Jesus, people are reluctant to the fullness of life that's only in him. Even after they've received him, people simply settle for eternal life like that's all he saved us for. Two more words you have permission to use. Bullcrackers. Some people would rather have Jesus on their terms instead of to live life with him and for him, to really follow him. They'd rather keep Jesus on the margins or on the sidelines while the clock runs out and they can get to heaven. That, that's not what he wants for you either. There's so much more. There's life with him. How would it have been if, you know, Laura and I have been married 20 years. If we said our nuptial had a couple kids and I said, all right, I'm going to go kind of do my own thing. We'll have marriage on my terms. Maybe some of you felt the pain of that happening in your life. That's not really love, is it? Norse and Carol, tonight when they lit the candle, read from Matthew chapter 1. Matthew's account of Jesus' birth, and he quoted Isaiah. The angel actually quoted Isaiah, saying, And he shall be given the name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. What does God with us mean? Early on in Jesus' ministry, he was doing some really good things. He was in a town called Capernaum. Many people think this is where he made his town after he moved out of Nazareth. Many believe he lived in Jerusalem there in Galilee. Pardon me, Capernaum. Well, after he was rejected in his hometown of Nazareth, he went to Capernaum, was doing work, and people liked the work he was doing. He was healing people. Doctors probably weren't too happy. They might have been put out of business. 
Because he was healing people, doing miraculous things. And they begged him, Jesus, you've got to stay. You've got to stay with us. Please, Jesus. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also. Because that is why I was sent. That is why he was sent to preach the good news. Hmm, I wonder what he preached. You know, if I'm lucky, I might get my sermons done a week in advance. Jesus had his done 700 years in advance. I want to read to you from Psalm number 61. Because, you know, I could try my best to define what God with us means. But why should I try when God's word, Jesus, does it himself? This is what he preached. Psalm, pardon me, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. This is also known as the Messiah message. Tell me if this is not good news. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. That's just what Jesus said. He had to go to the other towns to preach the good news. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Anyone here brokenhearted or have ever been brokenhearted? If not, welcome to earth, alien. Because we're human here. We have hearts. And at some point in our lives, we've loved. And at some point, our hearts have been broken. What's the good news? We have God with us to bind our broken hearts. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. You might think, I, I, I'll never remember being ca- captive or even kidnapped or anything like that. But while we were all dead in our sin and transgression, Christ died for us. We were held captive to sin. We were living in darkness. There is only one way to be set free, and he did it. That's God with us. He sets us free. He keeps us free. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. Don't forget, God is a just God. I don't want to get off to preach another sermon. I want to keep it happy on Christmas Eve. But I wouldn't be doing my job if I I wouldn't tell you that God is just. And if we reject him, we decide to stay in the darkness. 
And Jesus didn't come to condemn us. He gives us life. But he's clear in John chapter 3, verses 18 to 20, that if we reject him, we condemn ourselves. So I just say it to be clear, because he was clear. He has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. This is the second time we hear this. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. He might be thinking, come on Nathaniel. Oaks? Nah. Because, man, we know we're not perfect people, are we? What does he mean, oaks of his righteousness? He means oaks of his righteousness, not ours. Praise the Lord. That's God with us. God with us. Did you hear all that good news there? That's more than just good advice. Don't think it's good advice. It's good news. Real news. Jesus not only saves us. He not only gives us eternal life. But he can fix us. And he can take care of us in this life. This Christmas. You know what to do with a gift. But the choice is yours, not mine. And God's not going to force you to receive his son. But in the end, in the very end, the only thing that really matters is what did we do with this Jesus? And you can settle that now. He is God with us. Let us walk in relationship with him. Lord, I do thank you. Thank you for this season. Thank you for sending us what we couldn't supply for ourselves. Your righteousness. Your one and only son without sin who you sent to this world the world he created as his own creation a little baby helpless and Jesus your word tells us you grew to be a man 
Your word tells us all that you taught. We can read your words. Thank you for the life you lived. And Jesus, thank you for the death you died. Your word is clear. You were buried. You were in the tomb. But your word is clear. You were raised to life. And you ascended into heaven. And that's why I'm talking to you like I am right now. Because you are alive. And Lord, as we sang earlier, when we sang, O little town to Bethlehem, God imparts to human hearts the wonder of His heaven. Lord, maybe you're speaking to someone's heart tonight or when they're listening to this online that they need to give their heart to you and their life and say, Lord, you know I'm a sinner. That's why you sent Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and my life today. And Lord, I thank you for how that's the start of a relationship, a relationship that's never perfect on our end, but always on yours. Thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, thank you for your love in our lives. Help us as we walk with you. Lord, sometimes we might discourage because we feel convicted about something, but may we remember that that conviction is the weeding of our spiritual garden. That you want to make in us something new and fresh that is just like you as we follow you, Jesus. So help us. Help us to always remember you are God with us. May we abide in you. Thank you for this season. Thank you for this night. Thank you for the day ahead tomorrow. Lord, I pray for those. I pray for comfort who may have lost a loved one recently and this will be a a difficult Christmas. Maybe even not recently, Lord. Maybe just the holidays are a difficult time. We pray for your strength in them. And Lord, as we close out this morning, or actually this evening, and leave here, may we continue to shine for you. We love you, Lord, and I pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.